Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. Today's sermon was given by guest preacher, Reverend Mike Miller. If you'd like to learn more about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, which you'll find in the Old Testament section of our Pew Bibles on page 196 or on the screen. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Pass through the camp and command the people, Prepare your provisions, for in three days you are to cross over the Jordan, to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God gives to you to possess. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, first, first I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the, all of the mothers. Uh, let's celebrate the mothers. Give the mothers a hand. They do a lot. <laughs> I want to, uh, want to let, let you know that uh, as we get into today's message, uh, I'm first, I'm glad to be back. Feels like coming home. Uh, I'm, I was excited to, to get asked to come, and it was just like, oh, well, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> uh, 
And I also want to share with you that as I've been on this journey, uh, church planting and, and working with people in, in the community in the last few years, and I've learned so much, and you would think that, that I got wiser, but the, the more you learn, the more you know you're not as wise as you think you are. <laughs> so I'm here to share a message today that hopefully encourages you, inspires you, and helps you think a little bit more about your faith. So that being said, let me share a story with you. So when I was in high school, I met my wife, Jalamia. And it was senior year, I met her, and as, as I got to know her, I was like, man, I, I, I could really see myself marrying her. And so she had this, um, she was part of the Golden Apple Foundation. She was one of the so second class of Golden Apple Scholars. And so she got um, a free ride to college. Now, when she told me where she was going, she said she was going to DePaul University. And I said, oh, great. I said, I know what I'm gonna do because being the good student I was and thinking about where I needed to go in life to be able to get the best education possible, I decided I was going to DePaul University. <laughs> so I, I let her know that I've got accepted to DePaul University and she tells me she's going to Northwestern. <laughs> I looked at my GPA, I looked at Northwestern. My GPA, Northwestern, I said, okay, we'll see you. <laughs> Few years later, as we're both looking to go to grad school, uh, we run into each other on DePaul's campus. We connected and we just really connected and I remember that uh, first date after uh, we had reconnected, we were there at Olive Garden until they closed the, the restaurant and then they finally said, you know, we're done cleaning up, we'd like to go home. <laughs> then we got married. Marriage is a beautiful thing. We got married. And I remember when we got married, and, and let me say this, I know none of you who are married ever have an argument and never fight or, now that doesn't happen, right? We have our first argument after we get married. And I remember thinking in my head, you know what, I, 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 I don't have to listen to this. So I got up and I walked out the door. I shut the door. I'm in the hallway of the apartment building and I realized I can't go home, I am home. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Life was different, life had changed. Life changes for us in so many different ways. And oftentimes we don't realize that these changes are taking place until they're upon us. And when they are upon us, we realize that we have to adapt to these changes because change is a part of life. I had somebody at, at uh, one of my churches tell me, don't ever use the word change. People hate change. I said, they absolutely do, but it's a reality. <laughs> change is hard, change is difficult. Change challenges us to grow in ways that we don't necessarily want to grow. So let's, let's just do this as, as just a survey. How many of you remember telephone numbers that had letters in them? Okay, how many of you remember when you when you move from from those from those numbers and 
you remember the excitement of the touch-tone phone. <laughs> the touch-tone phone, all right? Now, think about this. Think about when Steve Jobs says, I'm gonna put the internet in the palm of your hand, and he holds out a phone <laughs> that now everybody uses. <laughs> the world changes around us. And sometimes we're not ready for that change. Sometimes the change is uncertain and, and it, it breeds fear in us. And that fear that comes in us, sometimes it gets to us and we, we wonder, can we make it through this? So what are we going to do with this change? Now, my daughter is 19 and she will probably never get to see something that I got to see, the turn of the century. <laughs> Think about this. A lot of you may remember Y2K. This was the big thing, Y2K. And there was this concern, this fear of everybody that you're gonna lose all your money. People were taking their money out of the banks because the computers were gonna reset and all of a sudden you weren't gonna exist anymore. <laughs> and neither was your money. People were hoarding water, stacks of water in their homes because they were afraid that because the computers were gonna reset, the, the water systems would not work anymore. And so there was all of this fear that was breeded. And I remember talking to one of the uh, computer guys that worked at a bank and he was like, you know, we're working night and day because we weren't prepared for this. We didn't, we didn't expect this to happen. And they were trying to reset everything. And then Y2K happens, and suddenly, it's a non-event. <laughs> We're still here. We still have our money. <laughs> we may not all have our sensibilities, but we still have our money. <laughs> so, Joshua goes through a challenge. And, and I would say that our cartoon character gave the three-point sermon and, and leave it there, but <laughs> I'm going to go deeper. <laughs> Joshua has this challenge. He has a challenge where he has to go into a place of uncertainty. It's a whole new world for him. He's just lost his mentor. Moses is, has died. Moses is gone. And now he's going to step up into this place of leadership. But there's many challenges that he's facing in this new journey that he's about to go into. Things that are totally uncertain. There's a whole generation that has passed away in the wilderness. And now there's a new generation that's come up. And now he faces these new challenges of taking this new generation into the promised land. The land that God had promised them. He's now becoming the leader that Moses was, but yet he's not the same leader that Moses was. He's a different person. He was Moses' assistant. He was, he was the one that stood by Moses. He was Moses' gopher, all right? And, and so when he's going to come up into this role of leadership, there are people who like him and people who don't like him. There are people who are going to respect him, people who are not going to respect him. He has to chart a new course in a land that they've never been in. He has to lead people to a place that they have never seen. He has to go into a whole new world. His leadership cannot be the same as Moses was. His leadership has to be something different because they are chartering into new territory. 
I like Star Trek. And the thing about Star Trek is to boldly go where no one has ever gone before. And so in the, in the series of the series of Star Trek, it's expanded, the universe has expanded so much. But they're always encountering something new, something that they haven't seen before, something that they haven't experienced for, before. New cultures, new peoples, new places, new things, new experiences. Each time they encounter something new, they have to learn about it. And if you look at each Star Trek series, each Star Trek show where something new is brought in, they have to learn about this new thing. If you pay attention closely, you, you, you can almost begin to understand that there's an underlying message that as we encounter new things in our life, we have to stop and learn about them before we just jump into them. We have presuppositions. So for Joshua, he had this presupposition. He was scared out of his pants, we'll say. <laughs> he didn't know what he was going to face. He didn't think that he could live up to who Moses was. But he also wasn't sure of what he was going to do in his leadership role. How was he going to take them to where they needed to be? How was he going to go on this journey with the people? And where was he really going? Have you ever been in that place where you know you're supposed to do something, but you don't really know exactly what to do? You get this challenge that's before you, and you don't know what to do with it. And as you are struggling with trying to figure it out, as you're struggling with trying to figure out how do I live in this new moment? How do I live through this new thing? You find yourself sitting back and saying, I have to Google it. <laughs> I have to learn about this. I have to research this. I have to get some understanding of what it is that I'm walking into. Why? Because... As we get older and we learn that the world is bigger than we are, we also learn that we're not as wise as we thought we once were. There's always something that we don't know. There's always something that we have to learn. There's always a new experience. These new experiences, though, can be troubling because when we're walking into something uncertain, and we have no choice but to walk into that uncertain thing, fear comes into play. When you get the diagnosis that you have cancer, before you can even have the discussion of what you have to go through, fear comes in, what's going to happen? What do I need to do? What am I going to lose? Well, you know, how much time do I have? All these questions start to float through your mind, and as they float through your mind, Fear comes into play. When you find yourself getting that job that you always wanted and now you've picked up everything, you've moved to another city, moved to a new town, you are so excited and you get there to this job and you are just energized by it and you find out your boss is a jerk <laughs> and you've left everything behind. But you have to stay here. 
You have to figure out how to navigate this, this system. You have to, to figure out how do you work through all of these things. And so these are the words that, that God says to Joshua as he goes through all this. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Now just imagine this. If my friend who knows as much as I know tells me, don't be afraid, be strong and courageous, like, listen, I saw you last week, okay? <laughs> I know what you were going through last week. But if God speaks these words, do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. And then caveats it with, for I'm with you. To know that God is with you through whatever you're facing. To know that God is present See, I can be strong and courageous if God is present because I can face some challenges that I might not be willing to face, places I might not be willing to go into if I know God is with me because I know that God is bigger than the challenges that I face. I know that God is the one, if I'm, if I'm Joshua, who has led us through the wilderness and kept us through all of this and now he is taking us into the promised land. I know that God has a plan even if I don't. That's the problem of uncertainty. We always want to know the end before the beginning. We always want to know it. Joshua's fear is what is going to happen here. Are the people going to even listen to me? Are they going to walk with me? Are they going to journey with me? Or are they going to desert me? Are they looking for me to be who Moses was? And can I live up to who Moses was? Or can I be who God has called me to be? See, that's, that's, that's the inner struggle that Joshua is having. There's not just uncertainty about where they're going, but it's an uncertainty about himself in this place, in this space. Now, have you ever gone into something where everybody thinks that you're fine, but inside you're really uncertain about this? You're really struggling? You, you know, you put on the good face, the, the good facade, but inside, you know, what am I going to do? See, that peace that passes all understanding, that peace that passes all understanding is the knowledge that God is with you through whatever you go through. Cardinal Bernadine, when he passed away, he made it known his, his journey of cancer. And he didn't hide it. He shared it with all of us. He went through this journey that was a difficult journey, but he went through it with the peace that God was with him even in the midst of his pain, even in the midst of his suffering. He could be strong and courageous through that journey because God was with him. But he did it in a way because that he did it because he wanted everyone else to see that God was with him. 
Because if someone gets sick or someone goes through some major trial, we, we seem to have pity on them. He didn't want us to have pity on him. What he wanted us to see was that how God is at work in every situation of life that we go through. I am with you. The I am with you part of this passage that, that we've read today is about knowing that God is there with us. But let's face it. The reason that God has to say these words to Joshua is because Joshua feels alone. He feels alone. When you are in a place of leadership, you can feel very alone sometimes. You can feel that no one understands. You could be the boss on your job and you can feel that no one understands what you're having to go through because you have one belligerent worker that's causing all of these problems on the job and everybody likes them, but you know they have to go. I have a, a friend, Rob, he, he said to me just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how hard it is to fire people. And he said, you know, it's gotten easier over the years. <laughs> he said that because he realized that it took him so long to let go of somebody that it damaged his company. And so he realized that it was better to, to go into this with the fear, knowing that God was with him, to just do what needed to be done. Joshua has to do what needs to be done. He has to lead the people. He has to pick up the mantle. He has to take them into the promised land. Is that going to be easy? Absolutely not. That's one of the reasons why God tells them to be courageous. <laughs> because there are going to be people that are going to fight against him. Sometimes when you're going through different things in your life and you're trying to share with people to help them to understand where you are, what's going on, they don't agree with you. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need people to agree with you. You need people to listen. This was the Star Trek analogy. Before you go into a place that you haven't been before, you need to learn about that place. You need to understand that place. You need to understand what's going on. Before you enter into my space, into my pain, you need to understand what I'm going through. You need to understand how I see the world. You need to understand my perspective. Then you can help me to get through this moment. God was listening to Joshua. Think about this. God was listening to Joshua. This is why he speaks these words to Joshua. This is why he lets Joshua know, yeah, you, you, you're going to do these things. And he repeats this three times. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. You, got to, you have to be in a mental state to be able to take on what is coming ahead of you. When I was in school, uh, I really hated computers. <laughs> Let me tell you why I hated computers, because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and um, for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a black screen and a green letters that went across and a flashing green cursor. There were, there were, there were no windows. <laughs> and and as, as 
technology advanced, I, I, I jumped in and I had to dive in. And the more that I got into it, the more I began to understand it, the more I began to understand the power that technology had. The more I began to understand it, I remember in 2006, I, I had planted a church, and I tell you, I'm the most unluckiest person in the world, but God is with me. The first church I plant, I plant, and then the economic bubble bursts. The second church I plant, a worldwide pandemic hits and shuts everything down. You know, I, don't, don't plant with me. <laughs> but here, what I learned through all of these things is how technology connects us together. Technology can be used for good or for bad, but there's this connection that takes place with it. And as I began to understand it more and more, I began to understand how it can be used for the gospel. And so when the pandemic hit, I've been talking about digital ministry. My team said, hey, do everything that you want to do. Try everything that you want to try right now. Because during this time, you can make no mistakes. <laughs> but we sat there and we learned together how we can impact people locally and globally with the message of the gospel. Was that difficult? Was it hard? Absolutely. Because there are times when there was no one to talk to but God. Because not everyone understands what you're going through. People were afraid of technology, and now Zoom is just a verb. <laughs> Think about how our world has changed. Going into a new world means that you're going to face new challenges. Things are going to pass away. As old like one of those Tom and Jerry cartoons with this, this old uh, war plane, and, and the young plane asked him about what, you know, what, what do you do? He said, well, old planes just fade away, and he fades off. That means that something new is taking place. Something new is happening. How are we embracing the newness of life? Are we strong and courageous as we face these uncertainties? Are we strong and courageous taking the time to learn what we need to do? Joshua goes on a learning, a big learning curve. From the beginning of Joshua to the end of Joshua, it's at the end of Joshua that he declares, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He did not start out his journey saying that. He started out his journey afraid. He goes from fear to boldness because as he learns the things along the way, and get this, learns along the way, he becomes bold because he knows who God is. He knows that God is going to be with him. He knows that, yes, there are going to be moments of uncertainty in the future, but I can face these uncertainties because I know God is with me. So as for me and my house, everybody in this house, we're going to serve the Lord. That is what happens to him as he faces this new world. So the question now for you is, what is the new world that you're facing? And it's not just talking about First Pres, Evanston, but what is the new world you're facing in your life? What are the challenges that you're facing that you have to step up to and be strong and courageous to be able to go down those paths? 
What are the hurts, the pains that you're dealing with? What is the diagnosis that you've just received? What are the things that are going on with you and your family or you and your job or you and your schooling? What's happening right now that is, that is coming to a place of fear in your life where you're going into a place of uncertainty? Are you meditating, as the scripture says? Are you focusing on, on God and God's word? Are you allowing God to lead you and to guide you? Are you listening to that voice telling you, be strong, be courageous, for I am with you? I want you to know, whatever you're facing today, God is with you. You may not be at the place where Joshua gets at the end yet. You may be at the beginning. You may be somewhere in the middle. But guess what? That's okay. Wherever you are is okay because God is with you through all of it. That's why God declares it at the beginning of Joshua's story and not at the end. Amen? <laughs>